0: Welcome guys and gals to the Man Talks Podcast. I'm Connor Beaton, the host and founder of Man Talks. This podcast brings together some of the best thought leaders, teachers, and extraordinary individuals to help teach and mentor you on how to be a top performer in life, love, and business. On today's podcast episode, I have Elliot Katz joining me. and Elliot Katz is a father who coaches other men on Fatherhood, and is the author of Being a Strong Man, A Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. So uh, he's got some really great insight. Elliot has been a, a contributing writer for The Good Man Project, uh, Men's Health, and a few other major platforms, which is pretty incredible. He's also written quite a few books, and a lot of them are, are in and around masculinity, relationships, and uh, and how to connect with our partner. So, this is a little bit of a shorter episode, but Elliot and I talk about, you know, what it looks like to be a strong man in relationship, what it means to be a leader in our relationship, how we can open up and can really connect with our partner. Um, what vulnerability looks like, what maybe our partner means when, when she says, I want you to open up more. Uh, because that's a lot of, that's something that I've heard a lot of men struggle with is like, oh, my, you know, my partner keeps saying that they want me to open up more, but I don't know really what that means. Like, what, what are they talking about? What, how do I actually do that? And so we dive into, uh, we dive into that and we dive in some other core components about how to properly engage and connect with our partner and have a healthy relationship. So, uh, thanks very much for tuning in. Just a quick reminder for all the guys that are out there, head on over to Facebook and join the Facebook community. Uh so you can just search for Man Talks community on Facebook, or you can go to Facebook.com forward slash man talks-community and join uh join in there. We've got some great conversations and we've got almost 2,000 men from around the world. It's an awesome, awesome community. Uh so thank you for joining that. And a huge thank you for everybody that's been sharing the podcast lately man, oh man, I have been blown away. I've been getting messages on Instagram and Facebook uh, and I've seen people tagging me in their Insta videos with some of the recent podcast episodes that they've been watching. So uh, thank you so much. I just love it. I love seeing that keep sharing the podcast. It goes such a long way. And I appreciate you uh, for sharing it. And when you do share it, tag me in it. I want to give you a shout out. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, So without any further delay or ado, I would like to bring on Mr. Elliot Katz.
1: Great to be here.
0: So as I usually start, I love this question because it just gives me and I think it gives the listeners a really good insight into who you are and where you've come from. But tell us a, a story about a defining moment that has made you who you are today.
1: Well, the defining moment came after I uh, went through a difficult divorce. You know, at first I blamed the other person. And I remember that coming to that moment of realizing, well, what do I have to learn from all this? Uh, I don't want to go through this again and stop blaming other people and look at what do I have to learn. And really that set me out on a journey to learn what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a man in a relationship? What does it mean to be a man in the world? And I found an incredible amount of wisdom that I realized i had never learned before and and it's what fathers and other older male role models used to teach younger men so that was the, the that was like the turning point of realizing like what do i have to learn from this uh, i i have to learn and grow there are things i need to learn from this
0: nice yeah i mean it's a it's it's a very interesting topic right because in a lot of ways you know, you wrote this great book called "Being the Man," being the strong man a woman wants. Thomas wisdom on being a man, and it's and it's kind of an interesting time in our society and our culture, right? So you have a lot. You know, men are getting a lot of mixed messages around what it means to be a man. You know, you still see these sort of quintessentially hyper alpha men in mainstream media you see a lot of athletes that are that are trying to be and and represent what it means to be a a positive role model a positive man and you see on the other hand you know downfall of of a lot of men and so we it's really i think that a lot of people struggle to identify really positive and healthy role models in their life we also see a lot of men struggling uh you know we see in in sort of mainstream culture and media we see men Being sort of villainized as as like the bad the bad guys in a lot of ways, you know, especially now with with things like having Trump in power, that's very polarizing. Which you know we don't need to dive into political side, but it's very polarizing because it it all of a sudden makes it very clear what what some people's views on what a quote unquote healthy man means to be. So so let's just start with with some of the basics. What what does your book cover in terms of being the strong man a woman wants, and and what are some of the core components of what it means to be a, a strong man today in in modern society? So,
1: Connor, let me just comment on, on what you said before. I think a lot of the confusion, you know, we talk about masculine confusion and, and a masculinity crisis, is because really we're we're totally lost of what does it mean to be a man. We see. Like you said, on television, not only are they portrayed as villains, they're portrayed as incapable buffoons. We hear about toxic masculinity. You know, masculinity is being controlling. And there's all these reports about how boys are failing in school and in life, and men are misogynist and sexist. It's like, so you hear all this stuff. He says, Well, I don't don't want to be that, but what does it mean to be a man? Like, I know what I don't want to be, but I'm lost as to what, what do I want to be? So you just, you know, and this really enters into when a man is into entering into a relationship is really what my book is about. And and thinks, well, you know, I'll just do whatever my wife tells me to do. I'll just follow her lead because she seems to know um, what she wants. And that's really the begin of a bigger, beginning of a bigger problem. So that's really, that's really what my, my book is about. It's like, it's a story about a, a man who's been married. He's, he's having problems in his marriage and he goes to his grandfather, and his grandfather teaches him like the wisdom that he learned about what it means to be a man. That and he learns it from his grandfather because he didn't learn it from his father. And one of the three most important things: show leadership. Like I've talked to so many men, and when I say, you know, who are men who have problems in their relationships and their marriages, and I say, you know, you really need to show leadership. A wife does not want a man who's not a leader she doesn't want to have to tell a man what to do you know men think i'll just do whatever my wife tells me i'm a great husband men, women do not like having to tell a man what to do i've, I've heard this with so many women it, it makes her feel like he is a child and she is his mother
0: yeah yeah i mean it's it's a it's an it's an interesting dynamic right because as soon as they start getting into that space I think what I've seen, and you know, after working with a lot of men, what I've seen is that it it often impacts the intimacy and the sexual oh, chemistry absolutely. when, when you know, when when you know, when we're talking about a heterosexual relationship here, about when the the you know the the woman in the relationship often feels like. Uh, or the feminine feels like she's having to not nurture th- her partner because that's that's a little bit different but when she feels like she is having to take leadership for him and his life and his choices then oftentimes what ends up happening is she does feel like sh- you know she's got another child in the family especially if there are kids involved so it's a it's a very interesting perspective
1: Exactly and you're talking about you know intimacy so when she feels this man is as a child and she is his mother she doesn't want to have sex with a child <laughs> you know i mean she's not turned on because she really wants a man who shows leadership makes decisions and takes responsibility those are the you know if people ask me to summarize my book the advice in my book you know in one sense it's like men have to show leadership they have to take, make decisions take responsibility and and the fascinating thing is when i tell women this like they say what does your book say a man should be and i said a man should be a leader. They smile. They say, "Yeah, how do I get my husband to read this book? How do I get him to start be, being the man of the house and showing leadership?" But so many men think, "Oh, I'm, I'm being such a nice guy. I'm, I'm, I'm letting her make all the decisions, whatever she wants. Just tell me what you want, I'll do it." You know, very like smart, talented, successful people will tell me. And I did the same thing. I come home from work. I ask my wife, what do you want me to do? And I do whatever she tells me. And I say to them, well, that's very nice, except that's what a nanny does. That's not being a father. It's like you've got to be the father. You've Mm -hmm. got to step forward. You have to know what's going on in your home. You know, there's all part of leadership. A leader needs to know what's going on in his organization. See, if there's problems that require your leadership, step forward and handle them. Don't wait for your wife to tell you what to do. Keep doing that. She, you will be her hero. She will love you. But if you're just waiting for her to tell you what to do and think, I'm just, I'm such a nice guy, I, I let her make all the decisions. And, and you can't understand why she's fed up and frustrated with you. This is why.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Some of the men that I've worked with in the past, one of the things that we inevitably talk about is where is your partner looking at you to lead? You know, because there are, you know, there, there's these clues there's these breadcrumbs that get left within the relationship and oftentimes as as men we we might be missing on some of those clues right and so oftentimes our partner is actually looking to us to to really take some form of leadership and this this isn't to say that you know like the men need to make all the choices or anything archaic like that because that that's that is the sort of like other end of the extreme and it's kind of absurd but but it is to say that oftentimes in in a relationship dynamic, you know the there there is a looking to the man to make to make some choice and to take some leadership in the relationship, even if it's just something as simple as, "Hey, what do you want to do on Friday night? We have these three options." You know, oftentimes I hear guys say this all the time. It's like, "Oh, she's constantly asking me like what I want to do," and his response is always, "I don't know. What do you want to do? Or what do you think we should do? Or yeah, what do you feel like you doing? Want,
1: you decide." And,
0: and, and yeah, and then and then you know, that might be okay some of the time. Like maybe she does want to decide some of the time, but but the other times she's like, just pick, you know, like just make a freaking choice because she's asking, you know, that she's she wouldn't ask if she didn't want to know the answer. Exactly. And so there's this interesting dynamic where there's, you know, the 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 power dynamic, this sort of dynamic of the masculine and the feminine, because what ends up happening is she's coming to you from this sort of feminine space and saying you know, I, I I would like you to make a choice on this because maybe she doesn't want to, maybe she doesn't, you know, maybe she's got a lot going on or she feels overwhelmed or whatever's going on in her experience that she's deferring to her partner in that space. And when we don't show up and make a choice in that space and we say, I don't know what do you want to do, it oftentimes forces her into her masculine, which is where she doesn't want to be.
1: Exactly. She wants a man and, and it's not about men being a controlling tyrant. It's, a, it's exactly, you know, I, I've had many single women, I can't tell you how many, uh, when a man asks them out for a cup of coffee, and then he can't decide where to go. He, you know, he says, where do you want to go? Well, you, you decide. That's a big, big turnoff. Women have told me, he says, you know, if you can't even choose a, make a decision about where to go for a cup of coffee, how is he going to handle serious problems that come up as part of life and a marriage and a family? It's a big, big turnoff. And a lot of, you know, men will say, you know, my wife says, I don't do enough. Mm-hmm. And and he thinks, well, I do so much. I wash the dishes. I change diapers. I do all these things. They don't realize what she's really saying is you're not showing leadership. She really wants a man who shows leadership. And another example I give is, you know, a wife calls her husband at work. What would you like for supper, chicken or fish? And he says, why is she calling me at work? I'm so busy. Whatever you make, it'd be great. You're a great cook. And he can't understand she called him because she wants him to make a decision because it makes her feel like she's with a man. She really wants a man to make decisions. She doesn't want a man who leaves every decision to her. She doesn't want, a, like I said, a controlling tyrant who's micromanaging every single thing she does. But there are a lot of things she's, she makes her feel comfortable when he steps forward and makes her the decision, it makes her feel like she's with a man who's strong, who's a tower of strength, who's a rock that she can lean on. All those old-fashioned ideas you know what? Women really want that today. I have had so many tell me that. I want a man who's a tower of strength. I want a man who's a rock that I can lean on. I don't want a man who starts telling me all his emotional problems every day. Once in a while, okay. But not every day to come home and tell me all his, his emotional problems. She doesn't want that. She, cause it makes her feel like she's not, she's not with a man who's a rock that she can lean on.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting because it's a... Uh... It really is a fine balance where you know you have in a relationship dynamic, you know the 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 feminine. I hear a lot of women saying, "I just wish my my boyfriend would open up more. I wish my husband would would connect with me more." And and it's it's interesting because one of the things you talk about is taking responsibility. And oftentimes, this is the form in which the feminine is looking for the man to quote unquote open up. I was I was interviewed on in a uh, on a different podcast the other day, and it was it was interesting because now we're talking about this. This reminds me of that. But you know, the question the question was, it was a female oriented podcast. And she said, "How do she asked? How do men open up? How can the women out there get men to open up?" And I'm sure that you know i I've heard tons of guys say this to me, where they're like, "My girlfriend's always asking me to open up more. Like, I don't know what she's looking for. What does that mean?" And and the interesting thing is, it doesn't mean that she wants you to open up and you know break down crying once a week (laughs) and expose your deepest darkest secrets. What it means is she wants you to own and be responsible for your current state of affairs so that you can you can own when you screwed up, you can take responsibility for when you dropped the ball, you can own the fact that maybe you are struggling either in work or in your health or whatever the case may be, but she wants to know that you can take responsibility and that opening up is actually comes through the form of you being able to take responsibility. So can you can you unpack some of that in terms of how men can be a little bit more um, direct in taking responsibility in their life and in the relationship specifically?
1: You know, that's a very good question. Take, you know, taking responsibility. So I'll tell you a story. But soon after my marriage ended, I got together with another fellow, more of an acquaintance. And we were sharing stories. And I, I was amazed here. I thought I was in this unique situation. And his situation was so similar to mine. I was just astounded. Until he said something that shocked me in a different way. He said his wife had run up $50,000 on the credit cards. And I was just shocked. I said, well, how could you let that go on? I mean, your wife shouldn't have done it, but you have children. How could How could you have done that? And it really hit me because what is taking responsibility? Taking responsibility is not blaming your wife for things that go wrong. It's not, you know, if you if she pressures you into something and you give in and it goes wrong just like you thought it would – and then you start blaming her, you're destroying your relationship because she wanted you. If you know what's wrong, you you know, nobody has any sympathy for for men who say they're victims of, of their wives or their girlfriend. I, I've met lots of men like that, and, like, when I hear it, I said, well, what? how could you let this go on? What was your role in this? So really taking responsibility, and, and I've had women say to me, I, I'm looking for a man who takes responsibility. I I'm trusting, if I marry this man, I'm trusting him with my life. I want him to take responsibility. And a man who starts blaming his wife for things that go wrong, even you know, a lot of men won't make decisions. We we're talking about decision making. <clears throat> they won't make decisions because that way they think, well, if it goes wrong, she can't blame me. <laughs> <laughs> Big mistake because she, she's still going to hold you responsible because you knew that she sh- that was a mistake that she she should not have done that. She, it was a bad idea. You should have stepped forward and said something. So you can't say, well, I won't say anything. We'll just go along with her. And then she can't blame me. Or even I could blame her. It it looks really bad. You know, be strong, be a leader, take responsibility. You don't hear the president of a company saying, well, you know, it was my executive assistant's fault. This is like the buck stops here. I let it go on. It happened under my watch. I'm taking responsibility. And because I'm responsible, And I tell men, this is because you're going to be held responsible. That's empowering. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. You're going to be held responsible. So you better make sure things go as best they can.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. And I, you know, I see that a lot of guys are, sometimes guys will struggle with this, whether it's within the relationship or within their work environment, there can be a, you know, there's a lot of stress that comes along with that. And oftentimes, you know they they struggle to have the outlets in order to properly support them right because the more that we take on responsibility the more sort of pressure there can be or pressure that 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 we can feel or the stress that can come along with that whether it's within our home or our family or our work environment and, and a lot of guys don't feel properly equipped in, in, in terms of like their support network. So how important do you feel it is for men to, you know, you talk about growing, getting stronger. How important do you feel it is to have really great masculine male connections in, in our lives in order to create that strength and support us with taking on some more of those responsibilities? You're
1: absolutely right. I, I think, you know, a lot of people, don't realize, that, especially women, don't realize that. Yeah, it is difficult being a father and a husband. You have a job. You're trying to support your family. You're trying to be the best father you can be to your kids. You're trying to be a good husband to your wife. It's a lot of pressure. and It's a lot of like you're being pulled apart in every direction, and it's not easy. And that that's really, you know, one of the reasons I wrote the book is people, men are really looking for guidance. Like, help me. I'm I'm being, you know. Uh, I'm trying to be a good husband. My wife wants to divorce me. I, I can't understand what's going on. And really, that's you know, talk about opening up. It's really among male friends, uh, you know, a group of male, a support group with other men who could share, you know, who could be good role models. So you could share their experiences. You know, I've been able to help other men. You know, I hear stories from men. I said, you know, I went through exactly what you're going through. They think their situation is like uniquely insane, <laughs> uniquely crazy. I said you know, I went through the same thing and this is what I did to solve it. You know, your wife is trying to poison your kids against you because she's so angry at you. I said, well, this, this is a strategy to, to overcome that. And this is what I did. And it worked. But it's what you're saying is so important. Like men have to get together and really traditionally that's what men did. That men learned from other men, men learned from older men, their fathers, other male role model. You know, if you're, look in the book, I quote a lot of sources because really over the hundreds of years there's been a lot of writings from men giving advice to younger men about being a man. You know, One of my favorites is that poem If by Rudyard Kipling where he's talking about showing self-control. You know, he says if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you and all these other challenges, then you'll be a man, my son. It's like there's a lot of advice out there that's been written down. That's really... In and my book, it's the story of the grandfather. He's like talking about all the sources that he learned it from, you know, from all across the ages. This is—it's not just our generations that's that's confused. Every man from the beginning of time has been confused and is really looking for guidance. I mean, if you look in the Bible, I mean, I, this isn't a religious book, but look at the first man, Adam. His wife pressured him to eat the fruit of the uh, the forbidden fruit, of the tree of knowledge. And what happens? He eats it and God says, did you eat it? And what does he do? He blames his wife. <laughs> when I read that, I just burst out laughing. I said, nothing has changed. I thought only I did that. <laughs> I thought only men today did that. We, oh, we give to to think something we know is wrong. And then we blame our wives. It's like men have been confused from the beginning of time. And that's why we need other men who are more experienced to share what they learned to help us grow and be strong men, men that women will look up to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. So, so let's talk about some of the, some of the barriers and how to overcome them because I see, you know, there's a few things that I see as, as major hurdles. The the first one is money. And you, you touch on money and and talk about it. And I think that this is something that is interesting because money seems to be directly correlated for a lot of guys in, especially in Western society, around their ability to be a good, strong man. It's like, can I make a lot of money and and provide for myself and my family? And so I, I'm curious to get your take. You know, what, what are most men's perceptions of money? How does it impact our perception of our own masculinity at an, maybe an unconscious level? And how can we start to work towards having a more, conscientious and healthy relationship
1: with money. right right so that's what a lot of men see themselves in their role as provider and you know a lot of men will say oh the woman takes care of the home I'm, i provide the money and yet you see families where the fathers make tons and tons of money and they're not happy things are falling apart or you think, or you see things where there's financial stress because they're in way over their head and the man just thinks about you just make enough money Then you know my wife will be happy. You know he's struggling in the hope that one day she'll be happy. You know if he keeps paying for all the things she wants, and it's interesting in the book I quote a source that was written two thousand years ago, where he says if you're trying to get rich to to buy luxuries for your wife, you'll never be rich because your wife will never be satisfied. You know who is rich? A man who's married to a woman who's what? Who's doesn't have a lot of material demands and is appreciates what they have. So. See, this is is not a situation, man, it's to show leadership. You know, I'm not saying don't work, don't earn a living. I'm I'm a big believer people should earn livings and support themselves. But, you know, be reasonable. Okay, this is how much I earn. This is, you know, a reasonable way to live. And this is where we are. You know, we're we're not going to go in over our head. Like I tell you, that that fellow let his wife run up the credit cards to $50,000. And this was years ago. I mean, that was, it'd be like $150,000 today. A hundred thousand is a lot of money you know did it. and so you let her buy all these things you didn't you know say no, we're not we we can't afford these you didn't say no to her and and you ended up divorced anyway so what what did you gain so just trying to please your know wife by just paying for all these luxuries you can't afford you're gonna end up divorced anyway, so don't do it, <laughs> it's not gonna help you're gonna save your marriage if you say, well, this is reasonable you know you have to earn a reasonable living don't don't you know do nothing, don't sit on the. T- Coach all day watching television, like I've heard some men do. You know, go out, earn a living, be responsible, but you know, live within your means. And and you know, so many people get in over their heads, and that stress just destroys marriages. It's very tragic.
0: Yeah, and I I think on the you know there's a there's so many different sides of this, but one of the biggest pieces that I see is that a lot of guys are looking for fulfillment within the context of of success, within the context of money. And a lot of them work tirelessly to go down this path and, and maybe have some success, maybe have more success than they thought from a financial perspective, but then don't feel rewarded or fulfilled because their family life has suffered and their relationship with their wife has suffered and they don't have a relationship with their kids and they're, they're unfulfilled as a man because, you know, they've, they've bought into this idea that being a man is one dimensional, you know, and it it resides in your ability to make money and provide. And there's, there is so much more than that. You know, like what, what ends up happening is that they inevitably come back around to the fact that you know, being a man is so much richer than that and requires us to show up, not just from the space of being able to provide money, but but being able to provide love and support and, and presence. You know, one of the biggest strengths that a man has is his presence. And, you know, we need to actually be there in order to be present. We need to be there in person, whether that's showing up for practices or you know going out on date nights once a week, but we actually need to show up in our relationship and, and within our family. And so that's one of the biggest pieces that I see. And I'm curious to get your take on, you know, if men have started to feel that, that they're not actually present or active in their relationship or or in their family, how can they start to shift that?
1: No, it's a very important question. And what I've seen is, you know, where where marriages are falling apart or and fathers are estranged from their kids. It's because of that. And they, they earn good money. The, the The fathers I'm thinking of earned very big salaries, very big incomes. But, you know, and, and they thought, you know, they say to their kids, you know, like the kids are angry at them. And they say well, look, I, I, you live in a house that's worth millions of dollars. I mean, what are you complaining about? And I said to them, you know what? As long as you have a roof over your head, that's not what's important. What they really need is your most important job is to be a teacher to your kids. Like You've got to teach them what you learned in life. You've got to, Share your wisdom, your experience. That's what they want more than anything else. You know, um, money. You know, like if fathers complain, you know, my kid only comes to me, asks for money. Well, that because you created that situation, you only, you were only around to give them money. That's how they saw you. You only you were only just giving money. You thought, well, I'm fulfilling my role. I'm per, I'm the provider. Well, yes, it's good to provide, but you have other roles. Your father, your father's job is to teach his kids about life. Yeah, and, and, you know, share with him your experience in life, the things that you learned, how you overcame challenges, the wisdom you've gained. That's what everybody wants. Think about it. You know, on, on Father's Day, you always hear people on the radio television talking about their fathers. And what do they talk about? Do they say, well, he bought me this, he bought me a car, he paid for this? No, he says, you know, this is what I learned from my father. I, I learned to do this from my father. That's what people remember. That's what what stays for many years what you bought them it may not last but what you taught them could last a lifetime
0: yeah i think that's that's so important because it it really is you know and i think we you know we all hear the cliche quotes and sayings around like you can't take the money to the grave and all that kind of stuff and and there isn't anything wrong with you know building something in our life there isn't you know it's a, it can be a hugely rewarding part of our existence and our experience here uh, on the planet but but to go past that and to realize that that there's legacy in the impact that you have on people the people you work with your community your family and to start cultivating that as well and it really is a fine balance i see a lot of modern men you know struggling with that because it's like how do i do all of this at once how do i be this provider and be this person who's also out in his community and building good relationships and, and it does take commitment it it takes a lot um so so how do guys start to shift towards that though
1: you know it's like we were saying before it's very hard all the roles that are thrust upon men <clears throat> provider father husband being involved in the com- community doing good deeds in the you know for other people it's a lot. And, and you just have to be strong. And that's what the book is about and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is a priority. I'm not going to work till 11 o'clock at night. I'm going to come home at six o'clock so I could see my kids grow up and, and just make, make those decisions that are hard to make because they may require a real shifting of your lifestyle. But just say, Hey, this is what's important to me. I don't want to spend my life and you know, just sort of catching my kids and glimpses as I, as I run out of the house to go to work, this is what's important to me and 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 it's hard. You have to make those decisions. You have to decide it's important to me to do charity work, to do volunteer work. It's very rewarding. I can tell you for myself, I'm involved in some volunteer work. It gives me enormous pleasure. You know, I, I can't imagine you know what amount of money would give me the same amount of pleasure. I get enormous pleasure, and I encourage other people like, get involved, do something for the community. It's, it's, it's very rewarding. So you have to make those decisions. You have to be, it's like, it's really what we're saying. Show leadership. This is what you want. This is the kind of situation you want, make decisions on how you're going to do it and take responsibility. Realize I can't have this fantastically large house. Maybe I can have a medium sized house and be able to go out and volunteer in the community, spend more time with my kids doing stuff. It it's all those things, leadership, decision-making, taking responsibility.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting. I think what what we're talking about in a lot of ways is the 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 doing man versus the being man. And I feel like a lot of us get caught up in the doing man, which is, here's all the things that I want to do in my life. You know, here's the accomplishments, the accolades, the business, the career path, the finances, the house I want to buy, et cetera. And then the being man, who do I want to be? how do i want to show up for my kids what values and virtues do i want to embody and and to to recognize that you know women have this same sort of struggle that we do you know they're stepping into the corporate worlds they're you know all of a sudden they're they're you know in in a space that they haven't been in before and they're going through the same identity shifts just different styles right they're stepping into this different space uh you know into the boardroom and really facing some challenges there and, and we're trying to reassess what does balance mean for us rather than just working you know 80 98 100 hours a week to to provide and and having this sort of like white picket fence family and so there, there needs to be that balance in there but I, I think that what you're saying is is pretty crucial um so Elliot just just any last words of wisdom that you would like to share from the book that that you think that that it really is important in terms of helping to create a very strong man within within our modern society.
1: Well, I think the most important thing is to realize, and I have to emphasize so many men this is that this is really what women want. They want a man who's strong. They want a man who shows leadership, makes decisions, takes responsibility. You know, you're not doing something that the woman doesn't want because so many like when I I talk to women, they say, "Yeah, how do I get this kind of man?" But the men will always argue with me and say. This is not what women want, but let me tell you, the book, I thought this was just, when the book came out, I thought it was just for a small number of, of men, and, but actually the book's been translated to 24 languages around the world. And it just shows to me that men need to learn this stuff. It, it doesn't come naturally to us. You have to learn it.
0: Wonderful. wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the Men Talks podcast. It was great to have you on here and talk about some of these core tenets. Uh, where can people find you?
1: Okay my website is www.eliatcats.com e l l i o t t k a t z dot com and my books available on Amazon both as a paperback and as an ebook on Kindle and it's also an ebook on Kobo and iBooks and people uh, want to contact me they okay, they go to my Facebook page which is being the strong man and woman Wants, or they can email me through my website i'd be happy to hear from people who want to share their thoughts or ask me questions because like you, Connor, I'm about to change the world. I'm about to change the men of the world.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, thanks Thanks so much for joining me. For everybody else out there listening, definitely go check out Elliot's website and the book. Uh, go to Mantalks.com and check out other blog posts that we have up around some of these topics, other podcasts. Uh, you might you might be interested in the Robert Glover or Robert Masters podcast that I did. If you're interested in this, and um, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe on iTunes. Man it forward and share it with a friend. And until next week, this is Connor Beaton signing off. Join us next week for another inspiring conversation with another inspiring individual.